everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Fairly Said Podcast. Before I really get into discussing anything for this episode, I want to make it well known. The things I say or recommend in this episode, I am not forcing you to do it. I am not saying that you have to do these things. This is just some things that I found during research, some things that I have also done or worked on myself, and I feel like it helped me in a way with the topic for this week. In no way, shape, or form am I telling you all that you have to do these things or these things have to be done in order for you to feel better. I'm in no way diagnosing anybody with any illness, with any disease, none of that. I'm not a doctor at all. I have done research for this topic as well as a few other people that I have known or spoke with in regards to their experience or how they felt in regards to this week's topic. So with that being said, the topic for today is mental health in the Black community. So At first, the topic was sent to me as mental illness in the Black community, and I really started to think and ask myself, is there a difference between mental health versus mental illness? Because I don't want to give any wrong information during this episode, so I did my research. So when I did look it up, there seemed to be a difference in a sense of how mental health is, you know, that feeling of not being happy, that having the difficulty of thinking clearly, feeling overwhelmed by stressful events or situations that are occurring in one's life. Whereas they say that mental illness is a person's ability to function over a long period of time. They don't feel in control of their lives. It can affect how they see someone. It can affect how they see the world, how they see people in the world and how they interact. So in a sense, I feel like they relate in some ways, like they they play a part in each other because how I see it, if your mental health isn't at its best and if it gets not dragged, but if it stays at its like at a bad place for a while, it can eventually lead into, you know, you developing a mental illness, but I don't even like using the word illness. So I, I really don't know how I would explain or I really don't know how I would, you know, answer the question if it's different or if they're similar. I really don't know. But those are the two definitions that I, you know, read upon when looking up that question and looking up the differences between the actual two names or the two sayings, mental health versus mental illness. As well as me doing research in regards to, you know, mental health, I found an article written by the Columbia University Department of Psychology, and that stated that research has shown that the Black community, the adult Black community, is 20% more likely to experience mental health problems and those being major depressive disorder or generalized anxiety disorder and they said that within that 20 percent young black adults that are the ages from 18 to 25 experience higher rates of mental health problems and have lower rates of getting the help for those problems like mental health services Mental health problems in the black community can be passed down from generation to generation if it's not being dealt with or worked on properly from the beginning, if that makes sense. Like, okay, say for instance, if I have a family, I have my own family, but before I started producing and creating my kids, I was dealing with mental health issues, you know, feeling unworthy. I had, you know, depression, all that stuff. 
just stuff like that. I And I didn't really work on it. I didn't really work on me to, you know, see that those feelings, those emotions was just my head playing tricks on me, you know, and me starting to believe that because I would keep that in my head for so long. And I, you know, create and reproduce my own family before really working on myself, that's going to pass down to them more than likely in some way, shape or form because of the simple fact, if I felt like that, I'm going to not raise my kids in the sense that they're going to feel the same way, but there's something that I will like, you know, do or give off to them to let them know, hey, well, I never felt worthy in my life or I've had this, this depression and all this stuff. So now like I'm going to act not act a certain way but the way i act and the way i raise you the way you see me and view me you're gonna think that okay that's normal i'm supposed to be like this too and it keeps getting passed down passed down you know something like that so mental health problems can come from unresolved trauma it can come in abusive childhood experience stressful life events and things of that sort nine times out of ten mental health and or mental illness is not taken seriously in the black community as it is in other communities black people in general aren't fully understood the same way that others may be understood when it comes to a lot of things in our lives, in this lifetime that we go through, you know, that we experience, stuff like that. A lot of the times Black people are looked down on. So if you see or experience being judged almost every day for just being you, if you see that you're not really getting no support for anything that you really do, or every time you do do something good, it's like, they think that you had to do something illegal to accomplish that big thing or anything of that sort. Why would we feel comfortable going to people to like, you know, discuss when we do have something going on with our mental, when we're not feeling at our best mentally? Because we we don't trust nobody. We don't really trust anybody to fully be there to listen to our problems if we do decide to open up and just be completely honest and transparent about what we're going through mentally you know how our mental health is doing without them judging us or without them looking more down on us you know trying to belittle us even more because of the simple fact we are experiencing or going through the same thing that other communities do or that other people do but just because we're black we're being looked more down upon on and it's not only just that like it's not only us being afraid of not necessarily afraid but us being skeptical about opening up to others but also i know sometimes that in black households sometimes it's it's taught to have this mindset that if you know we speak on how we're feeling if we speak on what we say in regards to our mental health or that if we aren't always happy it's a sign of us being weak we're taught to always be strong we're taught to be the bigger person we're taught you know all these great amazing things but at the same time we're not fully taught to release our emotions in a healthy way we're not taught to be in tune with our emotions with us having that mindset of you know we can't be seen as weak and we have to always be strong you know sometimes you know we do we can open up about few things sometimes, but it's like most of the times we sweep things under the rug just for the sake of us having to take that 
pain we're going through and hide it so we don't have to feel like something is wrong with us as a person simply because we are experiencing emotions that are normal for every human being to experience. But for some reason, when we Black people are dealing with those same emotions. We view ourselves as weak, as crazy, not worthy of getting the necessary help that we need. So, you know, allow these emotions to flow and pass through us and not keeping those emotions holding on, you know, to us. Not keeping those emotions in us, in a way, if that makes sense. Sometimes we as Black people, and I know I might get, you know, a little side eye for this, we use other things that are not therapy and we act as they are therapy. So when I say that, just yesterday, I saw a post on Twitter and the post said, using prayer as therapy instead of opening up to someone is such a good thing. So yes, prayer is everything. I pray multiple times a day. I pray when I wake up. I pray before I go to bed. You know, I pray in the middle of the day, just have conversations. I pray a lot. And I'm not saying that prayer is not good. I'm not saying that prayer is not an act of therapy because for me, it was. And it still is in a, in a sense because it's me knowing that I'm actually letting these emotions out. I'm letting these feelings out and allowing them to just be out and not be stuck inside of me, not be stuck in my head, which will allow me to, you know, feel some kind of way you know, or anything like that. But at the same time, I feel like therapy and therapists were created and gifted to us for a reason. Like I said before, prayer is everything and prayer is good. And it's good that you can spiritually release all that you have been going through. But at the same time, to have that physical person or that physical being that you can feel safe telling these things to, opening up and safely releasing all these things to can really help as well. Because in a sense with therapy, I don't know how every therapist works, but sometimes they give you like homework or assignments to do to like actually make you go inside, make you go in like, you know, deep to pull out all these things that you may have never even thought to pull out and speak about or pray about. So praying is good, yes, but also in a sense, I feel like therapists, it takes it a step further because they're actually requiring you to dig in more into yourself and really pull out where all these problems stem from, from the past, present, all of that. So I feel like the Black community, we use other things that aren't therapy as therapy. And I feel like y'all know what I mean when I say that too. I don't really want to speak on that much on here because I don't, I don't need no problems. I really don't. But that's not me judging y'all at all. I promise you on everything. I'm not judging nobody because I wouldn't want anybody to judge me. And in some sense, I get it. Because again, if we're already looked down upon for just being normal, imagine if we actually try to go to somebody for help in regards to how we're feeling mentally, in regards to how our mental health is, in regards to all the things we're going through, we're going to look at as we're crazy. So I get it. But at the same time, when choosing a therapist, you just got to make sure that you go through the right process to choose someone who will genuinely work for you, who you will genuinely feel that connection with in a sense because as long as you feel safe with them, you feel comfortable with them, you know, your body isn't giving you no signals like, hey, we can't trust this person. Let's get out of here. Maybe this person isn't the one for you. You know, if you feel like you can actually release these things, release your emotions, how you're feeling and all of that, 
to this therapist, to this person, whoever, then by all means do so. Plus praying because both of those go hand in hand. It really does. Now, let's get into Black men and mental health. With all the people that I've known, the common thing that I was told is that from a young age, they are taught that they are to be the man of the house. And they see and learn things from their male figures growing up that they are the ones that do majority, if not all, the providing for the household, you know, pay the bills, they go to work, all of that stuff. And I'm not saying that's not the case because I know people believe in different things and I'm not knocking nobody's, you know, so that's just that. A lot of Black men are often told that they have to be strong, that they aren't necessarily able or allowed to feel or show their emotions. Like, I know we've all heard that, like, people say, oh, you're a man, why are you crying? Or men shouldn't cry, you know, stuff like that. But it's like, why can't they? Like, they're human just like us. They go through things just like us. Why aren't they allowed to have that same, you know, grace of releasing their emotions and the same grace of allowing their guard to be let down, to be able to release and open up about what is hurting them, what is going on inside, because all these things are keeping up, they're keeping bottled up, and they go through a lot. It's like, why aren't we allowing them to have the same grace that we have, we meaning women, have when we are emotional, when we're sad, when we're hurt, all of that. You know, when men are told or taught that they have to be tough all the time, they have to be, you know, strong and on their shit all the time. All these things that they are taught that they have to do in regards to not being seen as emotional, not crying, you know, being the one that's the one who is keeping everything together going smoothly for most of the part, that can make it hard for them because they don't have that space to be vulnerable to be able to be sad or to honor their emotions the way that, again, us women can without being called weak for it or without being taken as a joke for it. If men are mainly viewed for what they can provide, you know, for their women, for their family, for everybody, if they're mainly viewed for what they can bring to the table, what they have, what they don't have, it's easy to honestly see why or how they can and how some men will keep up this image or facade of being someone that they're really not, of, you know, portraying themselves as someone who they aren't, you know, having all this money, having all this shit together, you know, being tough all the time, you know, stuff like that. So they can get that respect that they want, that they feel like they have to have from people, if that makes sense. And they remain this person, you know, they keep this image up to get that. I honestly feel like this is my honest like thought. I think that if black men were able or if they were to let down their image of having it all together, you know, of having all these things of, you know, never being mad, never being sad, just always like having their mental together as well. I feel like they would think that they are weak in the sense of them having this feeling of a weakness by them stepping into their true selves, showing their raw emotion. And if they show their raw emotion, then I feel like they think that people are going to take them as a joke, which in a way is kind of sad because now that I really say these things and think about these things, it makes me feel bad because it's like we put this, not necessarily, I don't know if I want to call it pressure, but we put this pressure on Black men to always make sure that, you know, they're providing for us 
And I know some women, they do like to treat their men back. And by all means, thank God for y'all because sometimes men don't get the same treatment that women do in regards to getting spoiled getting treated for once in a while and maybe that's just how the relationship is because you know everyone's relationship is different and that's fine i respect that but at the same time it's like if the man is always doing all these things for the woman and he's not even getting anything in return that could truly help him and it's like his physical growing his mental growing you know, anything like that, if all he's getting from you is just some intercourse, let's be real. If all he's getting from you is intercourse and that's all he wants and y'all spoke about that, that is fine. But if all he's getting from you is this intercourse and nothing else that could truly, you know, help him or help y'all, then it's like, how do you expect him to be able to really become a better person or become a better man when the only thing he's getting in return isn't really going to do anything for his mental. It's not going to do anything to like help him grow and become that man that so many of us women want our man to be. And we wonder why, you know, nothing is changing or, you know, they aren't becoming that man we want them to be. But then when they go to the next person, they all of a sudden become that man or like they treat them better or treat them with more respect. And little do we know, this may not be the case in all relationships, but little do we know the reason why they're being better to that other female, they're being better to that other woman, they're giving them more respect, you know, they're going all out and above 10 times more than they did for you is because she's giving him back something that can help him grow other than just sex. She's giving him something, teaching him something, helping him go through something, being there for him the way you wasn't there. Because what he wanted was more than intercourse. He actually wanted someone to be there for him the same way he's there for them. You know, someone to listen to his emotions, his hurt. Someone who, you know, can cheer him up, be there for him. You know, not in the sense of materialistic wise or like buying him things or taking him places. But someone who is there to truly, you know, learn his mind, help him the best way they can. And letting him know that they're there for him. And allow for them to be fully vulnerable and to be a human being and to let their guard down and to actually feel the hurt, to feel the pain and feel the necessary emotions that they're going through without being viewed as less of a man. Like, I don't, I feel like I have to say that because I just feel like they aren't taken seriously sometimes. And I feel bad. I really do feel bad because it's sad that we hold men to a higher standard mentally wise and emotionally because they're a man. What does that mean? Okay, you're a man. That's okay. Cool. But I know that you still have emotions. I know that you still, you know, have feelings and that you may process things differently than me. But at the end of the day, we all feel emotions. We all feel hurt. We all feel sad. You know, we all feel different things. And if we keep holding on to these things that, you know, like the sadness, the hurt, the pain, we keep holding on to that and not expressing that or allowing ourselves to release those emotions in a healthy way. What good is going to come from that? That's the question. What good is going to come from that? Not a whole lot because we're having to hide our real selves for the sake of making sure that others are good, for the sake of making sure that others are happy, for the sake of making sure that we, you know, keep this tough facade up, we keep this tough act up so we don't be viewed as a joke, so we don't be viewed as less than a man, so we don't be viewed as weak or, you know, a simp, whatever y'all call it. 
So going back to the whole image thing, if men feel like they have to keep this image up in order to not be viewed as a joke, in order to not be taken as a joke or viewed less of a man or anything, they keep this image up. So you got them having their real problems, having them going through real situations in their life and not being able to release these things. And these things and problems going unnoticed and they aren't releasing their emotions or feelings. They will keep that image up to always be strong, to have like, you know, everything together. They do this for so long in the sense that the real them, like the true person that that individual is, becomes in a way non-existent or invisible because you keep this image up for so long that you start to believe that you're actually this person. If I'm going through something, right, but I don't want to open up about it because I'm scared of what others may think of me. I'm scared of, you know, being viewed upon as crazy or being viewed upon as weak. You know, if I'm scared of how others are going to judge me based off of me just trying to really seek out help or talk to somebody about how I'm feeling, I'm going to keep this image up of, okay, I'm happy all the time. I'm perfectly fine. I'm perfect. I don't need help. You know, this and that. If I keep that image up for so long, I'm going to start to believe it because I'm telling my mind, I'm telling myself that I'm okay. I'm happy. I'm perfect. I don't need help. The more you hear something, the more you tell yourself something, you're going to start to believe it. And it's like with me believing that I'm letting my real self just slowly sink down, slowly disappear and go away without me really even knowing it because I'm so focused on keeping this image of being okay, of being happy, of being perfect, of being, you know, the one that has it all together. I'm so focused on keeping that image up that I'm not really allowing my real self to express myself, to open up, to do anything besides keep this fake ass image up because of the simple fact I don't want people to judge me. I don't want people to not, you know, be my friend or to not support me or be here for me. That's what is going to happen. Not is going to, but that's what would happen to black men when they are not recognized or if they're not being, you know, helped in a way for, you know, the things that they're going through. There's many shows and movies that when they are showing a black man, either in a relationship or just their everyday lives, you know, kind of thing, it shows them or portrays them as being overly masculine, being nonchalant, being aggressive, you know, being that, that image, that tough, always have their stuff together, always on 10, you know, never really being able to fully express themselves without the woman in the movie or the show viewing them as less of a man or viewing them as weak or, you know, anything like that. You know, if black men are sitting here watching this stuff and they see that, oh, well, okay, well, in the movie, he tried to open up by his emotions and what she do? She left him or she took him as a joke. She told him to suck it up, all that stuff. If they see that happening, what are they going to believe? I don't know if like grown men have that mindset too because they're grown now you know they know okay this is like acting but like in black teenagers you know are watching these things are are they actually going to be believing these things and making them you know say to themselves that okay well if i do that same thing i'm gonna be viewed as a joke or less than a man so you know that makes it more confirmation to me that I got to keep this guard up. I got to keep this image up. I got to keep making sure I'm on 10. You know, I'm ready to go about every and anything and that I'm strong. I can't be viewed 
as weak because if I'm viewed as weak, that'll make me feel like, okay, well, something's wrong with me. I'm not a, like, I'm less of a man. You know, if they show real emotion, they may feel like they're being frowned upon because the main emotion that it's okay for them to show is like when it comes to lovey-dovey or being tough or having it all together as like appearing as someone who has it all together who doesn't go through anything if that makes sense and I feel like I'm not the only woman who feels like this or the only person who feels like this but if people in general you know if the black community if everybody if they would give and create or provide a safe space for Black men to release their emotions, to be more open with how they're feeling. If they were given more grace when it comes to them letting down their tough guard, you know, letting down that image of of having it all together. I'm sure that they would lessen the nonchalantness. I'm sure that, you know, they would react different as a whole instead of always trying to front like something isn't wrong. You know, I feel like men need the safe space to be able to fully release their hurt, their pain, their feelings in a healthy way and not be judged for it, not to be looked down for it because if they're able to have that space to just fully release what's going on, whether it's with, you know, their friends, their lovers, their family, their homeboys, you know, however, if they can release their stuff in a healthy way, they will feel seen. They will have a sense of feeling safe, seen and heard because they're able to open up. They're not feeling judged by it. They feel like they have genuine people who are there to listen to them and be there for them when they're going through these tough times. So it's like, I don't have to always feel like I have to be tough all the time and I could actually have a space or have, you know, I could have this. I could have this feeling of being able to open up, let my guard down for a few, just to speak on how I'm feeling You know, we're not going to discuss black women and mental health. So all women, not just black women, are creators of life. We are what some would say the way of life, if that makes sense. You know, we birth human beings and we are creating life through our bodies while we are still going through our own lives still and we are still trying to keep our lives together for the sake of making sure that the life we are creating is okay they're good you know I feel like women take care of their children their partners sometimes you know their elderly parents that we really don't take care of ourselves the way that we should or the way that we could we have so much of our attention being demanded somewhere else And when I say demanded, I don't mean in a negative way or anything like that. But, you know, we have all these different things pulling our attention, pulling our energy that we really don't have enough attention or we really don't have enough energy to put back into ourselves or pour back into ourselves, if that makes sense. Now, for Black women, we have gotten that rep as we are supposed to be this strong black women. We're supposed to be resilient. You know, we can feel our emotions. You know, it's okay for us to feel and speak on our emotions. But at the same time, we have to still remain strong. We can't really sit on our emotions for too long. We can't really discuss our emotions for too long because we still got to tend to 
everybody else. We still have to make sure that everybody else is okay. We still have to make sure that everybody else is fine. You know, we still have to be that rock for others. We still have to be that person for everyone else while still trying to be that person for ourselves. Like, don't get me wrong, we're able to experience our emotions. We're allowed to feel our emotions. But at the same time, you know, if we open up to somebody about these emotions or thoughts we're going through, you know, they allow for us to speak on it. But at the same time, they also throw in there, oh, you're strong, you'll get over it, you know, something of that sort. And while at the same time, you know, it's nice to hear that you're strong, it can also feel like the emotions aren't fully meaning anything in a way. If you sit and tell somebody that they're strong, you know, they'll be able to pull through this because they're strong. It's like, are you really giving them time to fully sit in these emotions, to fully sit in these feelings that they're going through? Or are you just in a way brushing their feelings under the rug or brushing their feelings out of the way because you need them to be strong because they have to uphold that strong black woman breath that they have you know does that make sense and I could say myself that I used to say the same thing and now that I think about it I feel like it wasn't fair for me to say that because I would have people coming to me you know telling me these things and that was what I would say to them I would say you know you got this you're strong like it's okay to be going through this I understand you're going through this but I know you're strong you'll be able to come out of it I feel like in a sense it wasn't me being fair to them because I wasn't allowing them to truly sit in their emotions sit in their feelings or sit in what they were going through to fully digest what they were going through to be able to fully let go or fully allow for those emotions to you know float in order for them to be able to genuinely be ready to go back to being that strong person that we are in some ways required to be as black women while i was doing my research there was this article that i came across I liked it a lot. I really did because I could honestly agree to some of the things. Dr. Jessica Batts has her doctorate's degree in clinical psychology, and she reported that Black women experience the stigma of seeking help while being hesitant and being comfortable with wearing the self-care hat, with grappling, breaking generational curses of what it means to be strong, and having a difficulty finding a safe space to emotionally let go and release without feeling judged, without feeling a lack of empowerment to call out trauma in its serious forms. Now, I really can agree with this because, you know, we as Black women, starting with our mothers, our grandmothers, great-grandmothers, you know, all down the line, we have seen them stay and remain in these situations that you know anybody else would have left or anybody else would have not given up on but they would have known that it was time to release the situation and just start over again but you know our grandparents our great-grandparents our great-grandmothers excuse me or our grandmothers our mothers you know we've seen them stay in these situations they remain strong they remain resilient so with us as Black women seeing this and experiencing this, seeing all the women in our lives, you know, being strong and resilient, it's only in a way showing us and telling us that, okay, this is what we have to do in order to, you know, keep up that title, that title of being the strong Black woman of the family, you know, being the one that's remaining strong through all the things that she goes through, of all the things that she experiences, and in a way, it's not necessarily helping us. 
to be better for others. It's honestly putting us in a, a place where we are hiding these you know, emotions, we're hiding these thoughts, hiding these things that we are going through and not necessarily being open and honest about them just to make it seem like we also have it all together. With Black women having this pressure in a way to look and seem unbothered by anything, to seem like nothing is phasing them, you know, while we are going through multiple situations or we're being again demanded for our attention from various people and situations it can lead to many black women or like black people in general to experience depression or to be overwhelmed with like a lot of things and we don't feel supported enough to feel like we have a sense of help or support to be able to express or get help through all these things that we are going through in our lives the same way that other people may have that support or help. We as women should know that it's okay to take care of ourselves. It's okay to not be okay. And this is for people in general as well. It's okay to not be okay. But you know, we as women, it's okay to attend to our own needs, you know, attend to ourselves give ourselves some of that attention and, you know, love and all of that that we give to others, to ourselves. It's okay to do that because in doing so, it is making us better as an individual so we can truly be better for our family, our kids, our parents, our lovers, our partners, our friends, all of that. It's making us better to be better for other people. We just got to start with truly pouring back into ourselves and truly allowing ourselves to ask for the help if we need it or when we need it and allowing ourselves to let our guard down as well and not keep up this image of being the strong black women because i'm pretty sure we all know that black women go through things we all go through things like at the end of the day we all go through things but i feel like black women are less likely to try to open up about it And if they do open up about it, it seems as if we're complaining. It seems as if we're being ungrateful for all the things that we already have in life or, you know, all these things that we've accomplished in life. Like, yes, I get it. We get it. We have all these good things. We have, you know, the perfect man, the perfect family, all these things. So because, you know, the outside sees that we have all these things, they think that we're complaining. They think that we're being ungrateful if we're simply just expressing how we feel. You could have, you know, in your eyes, what it seems to be the perfect family in the world, you know, perfect husband, like perfect kids, the whole the whole nine yards. But it's okay for you to, you know, experience feeling lonely or sad sometimes. And if you feel like that, then people want to automatically say, oh, well, I don't know why she feels like this. She she has everything in the world that any other black woman could want. You know, she has a perfect man. He does everything for her. Why is she sad? Why is she lonely? You know, that's her being ungrateful. And no, it's not. It's you simply honoring your emotions and allowing yourself to express those emotions. And it shouldn't matter what other people say. Because they aren't experiencing your life. They aren't experiencing this relationship that you're in, this household that you're in, this family that you have. They aren't experiencing that. So they don't know what else could be playing a part to you feeling like that. Does that make sense? It's like, in a sense, both men and women of the Black community don't give one another the full grace that we deserve when it comes to allowing our emotional and mental needs to be met or accepted. 
and either our relationship, family, our friendships, any of that. We don't fully give the grace to each other. We don't give one another the opportunity to fully release and fully just be open about how they're feeling without, you know, them being judged for it. You know, we both men and women, black men and women say that we are going to be here to, you know, be the supporter for our partner. We are going to be that person that our friends could come to, our family could come to, you know, our partners could come to. But when that, you know, when that time comes, you know, we aren't necessarily there. And not all couples, not all family, not all friends are like this. And I'm grateful that that's the case because, you know, there are people, you know, in the Black community that actually support one another and they don't judge them. They make, you know, their partners, their family, their friends, whoever it is, feel safe enough to open up and to be able to be able to be a human being, be able to express themselves, be able to let their guard down and feel their emotions, be able to experience that feeling of being able to just not be so strong all the time but for the others that aren't able to experience this you know they aren't being seen or heard in the same sense because once we speak on how we feel we immediately want to try to blame that feeling on someone else like if i'm talking to you or if i'm talking to my my partner or my family or my friends, and I'm explaining to them like how I feel, they can sometimes be quick to say, well, you feel like this because of that person, or because you're doing this, you're doing that. Like, try to point the, put the blame quickly on something else or someone else whenever that topic comes up. Or they try to, you know, we're quick to want to say, oh, I'm not in the mood to discuss this problem. I'm not in the mood to talk about this no more, or we'll talk about it later on. You know, pushing the situation away, because when that time comes for us to really be there, be that supportive person for our partner, our friend, our family, whoever it is. We don't really want to talk about it. We don't allow that full opportunity to just sit there and be able to express or at least let us know a little bit of what's going on, you know, so they can at least feel like they have somebody there in their corner. Even if we aren't that therapist, you know, on that therapist level, we can still let them know or show them that, hey, you know, I might not be a professional at this, but you have me for support. I'm here for you. I'm here to let you know that you're not in this alone or, you know, stuff like that. Now, with that being said, I feel like things that can be done in a way to help with our mental health in the Black community, keep in mind, again, I am not a doctor. These are just things that I've, you know, seen, not seen, but I read through research. I have gotten from asking other Black people what they did in regards to the steps that they took to work on their mental health. So I'm not forcing you to do any of these things. I am not saying you have to do this or you need to do this. This is me simply just talking and discussing the things that I've come across and I've heard from my peers. Now, things that, you know, have helped with mental health in the Black community. Let's first just say, from my research, out of all psychologists, only 4% is made up of Black people. So already, that may seem like a challenge. 
in regards to black people, you know, getting the necessary help that they need from someone who either looks like them or has experienced things that they have in their life that are like knowledgeable and experienced with dealing with these things that have happened and occurred in a black person's life. And I'm not saying that if you was to like, you know, go to a therapist that they have to be a black person. But at the same time, you have to think about it. History, like history. Black people were used as guinea pigs for a lot of things. So it's not going to be easy for them to just trust easily. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. But it's not going to be easy for them to fully put out their trust and lay everything out on the table to someone who doesn't look like them or someone who may have some type of knowledge of you know the things that they had to go through throughout their lives so it's okay if your therapist isn't you know an african-american person they not if they don't look like you you know but if that is the case and you you know and you don't necessarily want your therapist to be someone of your same kind again that's okay i would just say make sure that before you really get in depth with your therapy sessions that you would like you know make sure that this person you are choosing to put your trust into when it comes to your situations just make sure that they have some kind of knowledge or experience with dealing with you know people of your kind or have some knowledge about the things that your people as a whole went through or if they may have had a client that has been through the same things that you have been through in regards to the reason why you're there for therapy at that day. Does that make sense? I will also say, give your mental some time to rest and not to be so worked up and stressed out. And I know that's easier said than done, but truly give yourself some time to just rest. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself at least, if you can, two days out of the week to just to not do anything, but just relax yourself. Give yourself a day where you just, you know, treat yourself to some things. Give yourself, you know, some time to rest, some time to just work on some things that bring you happiness. You know, I like this quote from the Hood Healer. If you know her, then you know. <laughs> but she says, honor your emotions, but allow them to pass. And ever since I, you know, seen her post that, I tell myself that because before I would allow for my emotions to sit with me for days at a time, you know, before I fully forgot about them one or before I allowed for them to not affect me anymore. But if you, you know, if you're feeling some type of way at the moment, allow yourself to feel like that. Please allow yourself to feel like that, but allow for those emotions to pass through. Allow those emotions to flow out of your body because the more you hold them in, the more it's going to just keep adding on and adding on to your mental bank of you keeping all of this stuff inside, which is only going to make you worse in a way. I don't know if I want to use that word, but it's going to make you in a way, I don't know what word I want to use for it, but it's going to make it harder for you to truly get through this, you know, mental, these mental feelings that you have because you aren't allowing yourself to truly process, feel, honor, and allow these emotions to be released from your system. I would say to not let your emotions get the best of you. Don't allow your emotions or how you feel at this moment to make you, you know, feel or turn into something or someone that you're not. 
because you know you're bigger than all these things that are going on you're bigger than all these problems that you have going on half of the time the problems that we have when it comes to our mental health is just that it's mental it's our mind trying to play tricks on us it's the enemy trying to play tricks on us and the more we believe these things the more we keep telling ourselves or we keep these thoughts embedded in our heads the more we're going to start believing it because sometimes our brain doesn't know when we're joking when we're being serious or when we're just having these thoughts because at the end of the day if you keep telling yourself these thoughts you're gonna keep believing it and the more you believe it the more it's gonna seem true to you and the more you're gonna start to become this person that's based on these thoughts that you have that's based on these emotions you have that aren't even true your mind is playing tricks on you by making you believe that this is true and it's not true at all it's really not you know have time for yourself have time to feel these things allow yourself to do something that will allow for you to release in a healthy way your emotions your your pain your sadness, your hurt, all of that. Allow yourself to do something or find something in a healthy way that is going to allow for you to release all of these emotions so you don't keep these things bottled up. You don't keep these things stored in your system because that will also have an effect on your physical body, on your body like in general because the more stress you're keeping in, your body's going to start to be like, okay, I can't keep all this stress in. Something's got to, you know? Allow yourself as well to release any and every emotion without feeling bad for yourself, without feeling bad for doing so, because we're all human, you know, we're all gonna experience things and we deserve to be able to express like, you know, we're, we deserve to be able to express ourselves. We deserve to be able to feel our emotions and feel the need to do something, you know, to help ourselves get out of the funk. We deserve to do something to help ourselves get out of that state of feeling like we have to always be strong or we can't, you know, express our emotions or express how we feel because we're going to be looked down upon. We're going to be judged, you know, we're going to be misunderstood. And honestly, I don't know if I want to say it's okay to be misunderstood, but at the same time, not everyone was placed here on this earth to understand you. So keep that in mind. Not everyone was placed here on this earth to understand you and understand what you are going through. And that is okay. That is truly okay. You know, you're not always going to be understood. So it's okay to be misunderstood. It's okay to be feeling like no one's going to understand you because I'm pretty sure it's going to be at least one person who will be able to understand you, know where you're coming from, and offer you some kind of advice or help that can help you get through whatever you're going through. Know your limits with people. Know your limits on how much you decide to take on for yourself. If you know you're going through a lot and you're doing X, Y, and Z for this person, that person, that third, like, and someone else comes to you and asks you to do this or do that or tries to dump on you, know when to say, no, I can't do this. Hey, you know, I would love to be here for you right now, but I'm kind of going through my own stuff mentally right now, emotionally, but I, I can't take on more because if you keep taking on more you keep allowing more to be dumped on you you aren't giving yourself time to actually honor or process everything because one you're dealing with your own stuff two you got to deal with you know being everybody's person you know attending to their needs their wants their demands and now you got someone else trying to come up and dump on you 
you know, feel, you know, it's okay to not always be able to be there for somebody. And, you know, people should understand that they won't be able to dump on somebody else all the time because of the simple fact everyone is going through something some may be going through more than others but we're all going through something some may be able to take on what you're going through take on that dump and be there for you and some may not and that is okay no one should be shamed for not being able to listen to someone else's you know traumas someone else's problems at that time in their life because of the simple fact they can't even handle all of their own at that time it's okay that's what i say therapists are created for because you have someone who is literally being paid to do this and i get that it's it's hard and maybe uncomfortable for you to just trust some stranger but at the same time that's why you just follow your gut follow your mind if your body is telling you this person is not for you this therapist is not for you get out of there don't feel like you have to stick with the therapist just for the sake of having a therapist it might take a long time for you to find the right therapist take how long you need as long as you feel comfortable knowing that you have someone that you can actually discuss things with and of course like if you whatever else you do or you need to do to help you get through your emotions do that in a healthy way Have some time where you get together with your close friends, your close family, you know, stuff like that. Spend time with one another, with people who you know will make you feel better in a way. But also know that, you know, you could be able to just be yourself, be happy, be carefree around them, you know. Have small checkups with your friends, your close friends, your best friends, maybe a small little group. So, like, you all can know that you are doing okay or, hey, this person's going through something, you know, stuff like that. I just feel like the mental health in Black community could be taken a lot more seriously, not only by, you know, us Black people ourselves, but at the same time by other communities. And I feel like even though it is hard for us to trust other people, you know, about these things, there has to be some kind of space created if, you know, there's not already one, which I'm pretty sure there is. But there has to be a space for us to be able to fully be able to let our guards down, to let down these, you know, stereotypes, these false images that have been just given to us by being these strong black men, strong black women, and actually allow for us to be a human being and be able to honor, process, feel, and release our emotions and release all the things that we are going through. I really feel like if we all are able to fully give one another the grace that we expect to be given, then we can really see a change in a way because we aren't keeping these things all bottled up or bottled in. But this is where I'm going to end the episode. I really hope that you know, nobody has taken any offense to anything I have said in today's episode. This episode was not meant to be offensive. This episode was not meant to cause or stir up any drama, nothing of that sort. I just noticed that it was a topic that, you know, was requested and I honestly wanted to do it because I feel like it's important. You know, it's important for us to know these things that are going on within the black community and how it can be different from other communities and just different in general. So I really hope that you all enjoyed this episode. I really hope that, you know, everything that I said actually meant something, if that makes sense. You know, I have a question 
And the question is, how do you all feel like we can do better in the Black community with making it a safe space for us to be able to release and feel our emotions without feeling like we're going to be viewed as weak? So maybe y'all can answer that for me. (laughs) But I hope that you all enjoyed this episode again. I thank you for listening to this episode of the Fairly Said Podcast. I will see you next week for the new episode and I hope you all enjoy the rest of your day.